and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. Today I am in Boulder and I am joined by one of my favorite human beings. And I know I say this on every episode, but I'm like really obsessed with this human being at the moment. Her name is Erin Weed. And we are here in Boulder because last night I gave my first ever talk on stage. Uh, It's called Marketing Your Dharma. It was pretty nerve-wracking to say the least, but probably one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. And it was Erin who took me through this whole process. She is a speaking coach. She is a mentor. She is a friend. Um, She's pretty, pretty fucking badass. So... Today on this podcast, we're going to talk about her programs. She has a program called The Dig. She has a program called Evoso, where she takes um, speakers through a program or non-speakers like myself and makes speakers out of them and has this beautiful way of just pulling your truth out of you. And yeah, she changed my whole business and my whole way of thinking about my purpose and my truth. So super excited to be here in Boulder today. Can't wait for you to hear the show. Erin Weed helps people unearth their purpose and share their message. She is the creator of The Dig and founder of Evoso Academy. Erin has coached hundreds of speakers. She is a TEDx Boulder speaking coach and, well, (laughs) she's all of the things. I am a huge fan of Erin and pretty much obsessed with her and everything she has done for me and helping me share my message and speak my truth. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. How do you feel? I feel fantastic. <laughs> We've had quite the week. We have. We have. What I did you to... do last night? <laughs> I spoke on stage for the first time in front of a really big audience. And how was that for you? I loved it. You were dynamite. It was really awesome. I forgot two really important pieces. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Especially watching it back. I'm oh, like yeah. yelling. <laughs> like, Armchair quarterback. <laughs> like, oh my God, well, how did you forget that line? But yeah. I'm really happy with it. And just the response, like mm-hmm. people coming up to me saying like, I felt something, seeing people in the crowd taking notes. Mm-hmm. People wanting to hire you. That too. Which Many is of like, our speakers and panelists are now hiring you. I mean, that's something I want to get into is mm-hmm. that process of, okay, now that it's out there, how do we, yeah. you know, I didn't have a call to action, which mm-hmm. is funny mm-hmm. because that's my job. Yeah. Is I do that for everyone else. Yeah. So I just sort of wanted to get it out there make people feel something, mm-hmm. um, share my truth and it worked. It definitely works. <laughs> but before we get into all that, um, let's sort of back up and talk about how we met. How we met. Yeah. It was kind of love at first sight. It kind of was. And that yeah. doesn't happen for me very often. Mm. Um, we have a mutual friend, Sarah, mm-hmm. who really teed it up. She was like, I think you need each other. Mm-hmm. You guys should meet. And then on the first call, it was like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so we're stuck together. Yeah, right. I can't live without you. 
Um, I have a new relationship today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we met originally. At, you wanted to talk about marketing for the Dig and for Avoso Academy, which we're going to talk all about. And we decided to do a trade initially to start. Mm-hmm. And I gave you a marketing consultation and you dug me, digged mm-hmm. me. How do you say it? Yeah. What, what is, I don't know the right way, but because dumb. whenever I tell it to people, tense. I'm like, Aaron dug me. Like she thinks I'm cool. That's one of the reasons I love it. I yeah. trademarked it because I love it so much. <laughs> and like the dig, it has so many different playful variations. So why don't you start by telling me like what the dig is and then I'll share my okay dig experience. You get your version, which will be better than mine. I mean, <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah, but just so I don't mess it up, like yeah. what actually is the dig? Yeah. So the dig is a process that I came up with to basically get someone's story, find the themes that recur throughout their life story and narrow it all down to one word. And the reason that we do that is for uh, getting epic clarity about the lens of how we want to show up in our life and certainly how we want to bring our messages to the world. It was like one of the most magical experiences I've ever had is Mm. that dig experience. Um, I'm going to share it now, but basically it changed like my entire way of thinking about my business and my life, like getting clear on that one word. Mm -hmm. It was profound. So what Erin does is this is how it goes. She sits there across from you on Zoom. We didn't get to do it in person, which was just as impactful on Zoom, and asked me like the most random questions. Like, I was like, where are we going with this? Like, what would your parents say about you growing up? Or did you move as a child? Like, just all of this stuff. And she writes, it's a work of art, truly. She has all these sticky notes where she just like writes down. Um, all these different words that you that you're asking me, and it's just this like pile or like you know collage of sticky notes, and then you're like, okay, hold on one sec, and then she literally takes the sticky notes like it reminds me of like one of those little like robot arms that like <laughs> do you know what I mean that like just pluck yeah. it and put it in a new spot. Until she has my flow, like in front of me, Mm -hmm. you pulled out, I think you asked me questions for like 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. That was it. We had never talked. I mean, before that, we talked for like 30 minutes prior. You knew very little about me. And in an hour was able to pull out my entire process and flow and my word, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be Dharma. Mm -hmm. And I had never used that word before in my business ever. Um, And now it's pretty much shifted the entire way I view everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started bringing it into my conversations, uh, talking to clients about it, and people just, it hits them. And it's just changed, even the way that you describe my process, which is like intuition, connection, dharma is the main thing, and then drive. And like, it was beautiful. And then she sends you a picture of this thing, and it's just like this work of art. So that was the dig. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was pretty much sold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and was like, whatever you say, I'll do. (laughs) Um, So we sort of continued to work together a little bit more. And I realized like how powerful it was having you in my life. And one of my 2019 goals was to learn how to speak, Mm. um, which is very different than podcasting or writing. Um, It's a whole nother thing, which you taught me in this program. So you basically said, I think you're ready for a VOSO, which 
I did not think I was ready for Uvoso, but if Aaron says that you have to do it, you have to do it. So I just completed Uvoso Academy, which resulted in this marketing your Dharma talk I gave, which Aaron basically pulled out of me over the last three months. So what is Evoso Academy? Um, and how did you create such a like transformational experience for people? Like, how did you do this? Yeah. So Evoso Academy is for people that have done the dig. And they are seekers, but they also feel called to speak. And I say it that way instead of that they're speakers, because a lot of these people, they're entrepreneurs, they're artists, they're activists, they, they're just these other roles who need to speak. And so that's kind of my focus is helping people do that in a way that's highly clear and so that they feel confident in the clarity and so that they can connect with an audience. And so we focus on authenticity, which is probably why we are soul sisters, that I, I'm really not that speaker coach that needs people to shine for this very egoic purpose, but I want them to show up as who they really are in such a clear, confident way that they are just unstoppable. And everybody in the room who connects with that wants to work with them somehow. And so that's been working really well. Uh, this was the fourth of Oso Academy I've run, and they all seem to go great. And... I take them through a process though. So it's, it's eight steps. So um, I don't know if you want me to go through all of them, but it's, we basically start it at the dig and end with deploying it. Like you're, you get a video at the very end of Avoso because everybody who goes through Avoso Academy speaks at Avoso Live, which is a, an event I produce. So it's a real event in a real venue, high professional, top of the line, and you leave with a video. So what are you going to do with that video? And all the steps in between the making your storyboard and getting your script done and designing your slides and getting your outfit styled and helping you remember it and just all of it. It was, it was one of the most incredible processes and I, it just flowed. Like this is obviously your Dharma and what you're supposed to be doing, but I had no speech. I had no talk. I had no topic. And you did something very similar. We started with the word Dharma and Erin's really with you every step of the way. So like she just said, she's there with you. It's a group coaching format. You get one-on-one calls with her. You also get access to it. Another speaking coach that Erin sets you up with very intentionally. And I loved my speaking coach. His name's Ryan. He's an NFL um, ex Super Bowl champion that <laughs> talks all over the country, and we just clicked in a way I didn't re- think could happen. Um, so you, you get coaches, you get Aaron, and she takes you through scripting, storyboarding, putting your talk together is literally like it is such a clear strategy and process that at the end you have this epic talk that you can't wait to give. When three months ago I had no words even written down. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how it came to be came to be. And in addition, you get this really cool gal who styles your um outfit, Amanda. She was amazing. I mean my jacket. Can we just talk oh about it? Let's my just <laughs> take 10 minutes to talk about your jacket. Everybody's talking about my jacket. <laughs> Nobody has like ever <laughs> noticed my outfit before. How about the wax jeans? Well, <laughs> did you guys know there's such things as wax jeans? I did not know. I this. did not know this. So Amanda styled me and it was so me. Like mm-hmm. it, I felt so comfortable. She, she talked to me for 30 minutes. I mean, everyone that you put together here is a magician in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like Amanda talked to me for 30 minutes. I mean, you are a curator of people. Mm-hmm. And for something that, you know, you don't really want to style people, you're helping them with their talk. You brought that person on board. Like it was this 
perfect package. Um, and then uh, Nadine, who did our slides. So she, another badass, talked to me for 30, 30 minutes, asked me a couple of questions, and designed the most like amazing slides that like enhanced my talk. I couldn't believe it. And so I didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. I didn't have to worry about my slides. I didn't have to worry about my outfit. I could focus on my talk. And then like Aaron said, at the end, you get a video, a super professional video um, and headshots. So it's like this package deal that after three months, you have a talk and you can spread your message and market it in however way you want to. Mm-hmm. So Needless to say, it was an amazing process. It was an emotional process. I mean, you had to hold space mm-hmm. for all of us going through the program. What was that like? You know, I, there's very few things in the world that are more triggering than public speaking. Yeah. And therefore, I've realized I'm I'm part strategist, part coach, but also part therapist. And, and I'm cool with it. And so... I don't know when people start to freak out, when they go through their resistance, when they, you know, whatever they're bumping up against, I'm, I'm just going to hold space for it. I'm going to let them work through it. I'm going to offer suggestions, but I'm also going to let them go. And cause sometimes you just got to go and you got to thrash and wrestle the beast. And that's part of it. I am. I'm almost concerned about someone who goes through a process like this. And at some point, if they've never cursed my name <laughs> at some point in this program, I probably didn't do my job right. That's so funny. There was one morning where I was just like, I can't with this right now. (laughs) You know, like, why am I doing this? I mean, last week I had a total meltdown. Talk about resistance. Oh, yeah. And it's just funny because I coach my clients all the time, which in my job, I end up being a therapist a little bit too Mm -hmm. because I'm helping people put themselves out there and it's super vulnerable. And uh, so we actually sort of have a lot in common with what we do for our clients. And uh, last week when I was having my meltdown, Clay was like, well, like this is what you tell your clients to do all the time. So you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly have not been that nervous since right before I walked down the aisle. Everyone did such a good job. Everyone crushed it. I'm like obsessed with these people. I don't know how you find them or curate them. Then the whole day we're panelists and TED Talk speakers and performers. I mean, you're a tr- you're a true producer, which I learned yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, my background is television production. Right. And I always think of speeches or events or anything is almost like, how would I make that documentary? Mm. How would I? I'm, I actually worked for History Channel. We had to think about what they see, what they hear. What is the experience you're taking them on? How do they feel right now? And I always think about that. It flowed so well. Like I was watching it all day and I just like was so impressed. And you were on stage like literally all day. Yeah, that was, that's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah. Are we going to do that again? You know, (laughs) I actually feel great about it. Yeah. If I could do that and not have to plan the logistics. Mm. So if anybody's listening, who's an event planner who wants to design, I actually think you could do really well. Uh, But um, I don't, I don't like all the things to lead up to that outside of the speaker coaching. Right. Like I loved that piece, but you know, you're doing, you're dealing with food and meals and transportation and people canceling last minute who were performers. Right. And you, you know, I just, I don't have time for that shit. No. But it was really amazing to me that you were able to like bring together this room of people. Like at the end of the day, 
I had a couple of guests there, but even they knew you. Everyone knows you in Boulder. Like whoever I talk to, it's like I'll say something to Waylon or Leticia or whoever my people are here. Oh, I know Aaron Mead. I love Aaron Mead. Like you have such an amazing community of people, which I think was the most beautiful thing to see. Like the panelists who showed up, the musicians who showed up, people in the audience who showed up. Like you can get a room of people together to come and support these speakers Mm -hmm. that they don't know. And it was amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's the power of witnessing people. Yeah. You know, every single person that was on that stage, I see them. Mm. Some of them are celebrities. Some of them you've never heard of. I don't care. Like, but I see you and I see your truth and I'm for you. And if you're willing to do the work and meet me, we're basically going to be friends forever. And but I think that power of, of witnessing, that's what I'm doing in the dig. Yes, I'm listening. Yes, I have a message brain. Yes, I have a producer brain. But I'm really just seeing the person and what wants to come out of them right now, what's true for them, and just showing it to them. I'm not coming up with it. Like everything you said in your dig, you said it. And I'd repeat it back to you and be like, that's awesome. And I'm like, well, you said it. I'm just being a mirror. But when people see themselves, it's almost like sometimes they meet themselves for the first time. That's how I felt. When you dug me. <laughs> it's like, it's a, not even the first time. It's like their old friend, but they're seeing their old friend for the first time in forever. And it's just like, what? where do we get so disconnected? Why can we not see ourselves in that way? And how special when any of us, no matter what business you're in, when you can truly see that person in front of you, who you serve or you work with, and, and you just see them. Wow. That's one of my favorite things about you is like, you don't promote this on your site, but you're actually like this, like intuitive, clairvoyant, like super tuned in feminine, like badass. And that's actually my favorite part of you. Mm. And I think that, I mean, I know that it is what makes you so good at this is like, you can just read the energy so clearly and like, just get it. And it's a, I think it's a huge part of like, why you're so good at this. Mm. And we don't talk about that. And I was like talking to somebody yesterday and it was the right audience. Who I, I mean, everyone is, is the right audience, but I was like, well, what Erin doesn't say is she's actually like an epic witch. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have an ability to see people that goes beyond like mm-hmm. just like the basic thing. And I witnessed that when I did the dig with you. Yeah. And like my biggest advice to literally anybody, like I wish that every single person I know could do the dig. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had many people just say everybody needs the dig. Everyone just, needs everybody the needs dig. the dig. I've heard those words used so many times and and I have done the dig on inner city youth and uh, a very good friend of mine was dying of cancer. I I dug her in the wow. last 2 weeks of her life. And obviously she's not going to become a speaker like but she had something in her that she needed to express and she wanted to get clarity. And she told me as you know, when she was basically dying, like knowing my word completely helped me see my life as what it was. And it helped me let go. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So on one hand, I would say a marketing struggle is that Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to choose, right. What we do. Like, so I'm kind of known in the Ted circles, speaker circles, messengers, but I am, I am the witch. In fact, the way I look at myself and like, maybe, maybe you can brand me like this, but like, <laughs> okay. you know, in the, the movie, the matrix, yeah. the first one, yeah. uh, there's the Oracle. Yeah. Right. And she sits on a park bench yeah. and she feeds pigeons and <laughs> Neo finds her when he needs her and everybody knows about the Oracle. 
and they tell you about her, but that's how you know about, like, I want to be the Oracle. <laughs> Great. Therefore I struggle with social media. I struggle yeah. with making content in like how to write a speech in eight steps. Cause I don't really give a shit about the speech. I mean, yeah. I, I do. If that's your authentic expression of your truth right now, and it's yeah. true for you, then I'll help you. But it's not what it's about for me. I know. And I think this is what we've been talking about for a while is how do we, you know, reach more people with this because it is such a profound experience. Like when I did the dig, I had no intention of speaking at Mm -hmm. all publicly. And it's what sparked me to think, okay, wait, I do have a message. And I see the way that um, my message resonates with one-on-one people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think it was possible to change, like change that into like, you know, me versus a hundred or me, you know, not versus, but me with a hundred. And you just literally said, I think you're ready. And that's what I love about you. Because if I wasn't ready, you wouldn't have offered. No. And so I felt so like authentically seen, like, well, if Erin says I'm ready for her program, because it's a serious program, like you have to be serious. You have to show up. I, I was nervous at the beginning about how much time I had to like, Mm -hmm. set aside. But what it did is it allowed me to work on myself for like, you sort of tricked me into like (laughs) working working on myself for three months for like four hours a week. And I did it because you tricked me because I was like, well, I'm doing this for Aaron. (laughs) I have to like, and people say this about my program is they're like, oh, I haven't done my homework for you yet. When people go through your program and they say, I didn't do my homework for you yet. They don't want to let you down. Right. And we sometimes need that accountability to get something done. Like I I knew the talk was good, but I needed you to say it was good, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be and like, okay, good. this is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that talk is good. I mean, I'm really proud of it. I'm sort of at a loss of words for what it's done for me. It's one of the most profound things. And I'm sure you get that all the time. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like I take, I take it really seriously. I know. You know. Like, and it's, I'm, I try to be, cause I know it is pretty transformative type of work and yeah. people have to dig deep or whatever. And I, I just try to be really gentle with people, you know, and I honor them and therefore I take my job really seriously. I'm really try to stay really humble about it, you know? Yeah. And it shows. Ash Beckham was there yesterday and she has like the most viewed TED talk of all time. And she showed up there. Yeah. Well, and she was one of my first clients and she was one of my first digs. And there was something just guiding me because she just, she just wanted to get this talk done. And her talk is called coming out of your closet. If you want to Google it. And she just wanted to get this done. We didn't have much time. And she was really kind of irritated with me because I was like, I have this process that I really have learned I need to do. I can't do the speech coaching until I've dug you. So I guess it's Doug. And, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and she finally was like, okay, fine. Just because she knew she didn't have probably any other choices <laughs> given that she was running out of time. And you were her coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, um, and so we did it. And once we got to her word, it completely opened up her speech. And then that is the talk that ended up going crazy viral. And then me and my team were also there to kind of catch her when she went viral. And then, holy shit, now I have like thousands of people sending me emails. What do I do with all this? You know, right. and, and that's frankly something I'm concerned about with you, because like when you put out a really kick ass talk, you up level yourself in a whole new way. And what's really important about the work you do is you help people manage that flow. And we just have to make sure we do it for ourselves, too. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. It was really exciting and equally scary, the amount of people that came up to me after 
my talk. I've never experienced that before, wanting to connect, wanting me to see them, wanting to work with me. And energetically, by the end of the day, as excited as I was for all of that, like it's an amazing problem to have, I was super drained. So I want to take a quick break. And I think that's the perfect thing to sort of come back and talk about is how we hold space for our clients, how to grow, how to scale when it's such like a personal thing that mm-hmm. we're doing. Yeah. Right on. What we do is very personal. Um, you're learning this in your program. Yeah. Well, and the way I did the Avoso Academy just this past time, I had the three levels. Right. And that was the first time I'd done that. And to be honest, I have to sit with it because I'm, I'm not sure it's what I want to do going forward under the same umbrella. I have to wonder if there's... Maybe like the less, the lower touch stuff is just supposed to be a course where there's just no access. Yeah. And then you have the, the higher end program that is just a higher end program. And for me, that's why I started Avoso Academy, because especially for people that want to speak, a little speaker tip for your audience. I mean, it's really hard to do without a video. And so the reason for Avoso Academy was I wanted to take people through a speaker coaching program that resulted in a real performance with a real video that they could use to get booked for whatever else. And that's why I started. And so sometimes I think we have to get back to the roots. It's great to think about scaling. It's great to think about growth. And then sometimes when it doesn't feel right, maybe it's time to drop back in as to your why mm-hmm. and have the intention of, well, I created this to give people a video and to give them an experience. And if I can't do that, is this going to feel unfulfilling? I think we both sort of struggle with this boundary of there's a lot of people we could help. But who can we have the biggest impact on? Mm-hmm. And can those people then go out and have a big impact and like so on and so on? So I think that's one thing I want to help you with in this is like, I do believe everyone in the whole world should get a dig. I mean, that's how profound and life-changing it is. But when it comes to Avoso Academy, like you really have to show up. Mm-hmm. You have to take it seriously. It is an investment. And if you're in a place in your business that you can make this investment and know I can go out and market this video and book more clients or more gigs or more talks. And there's like an end goal to it, then a hundred percent, you should do it. And unfortunately to have access to Aaron that way, like it's going to change your life. It's going to change your business. And how do you value that when what you're doing is like so personal? I guess. Yeah. yeah it's- I do not have the answers. This is the, this is the thing that we're always working on. But I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Moving on um, to my favorite part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I ask everybody, um, what is your most inauthentic and authentic moments you've had in business? And do you mind if I share your dig word? Go for it. So Erin's word is authentic. Mm-hmm which is why I love her so much. And Mm -hmm. she is authentic and embodies that. So this should be an interesting question for you. So let's start with an inauthentic like moment or experience or decision that you Mm -hmm. can recall and sort of like how that played out for you. So I almost feel like both of those happened in the same moment. Mm. Okay. Tell me more. So I'll tell you the story. Yeah. So Prior to doing this work, I had this company called Girls Fight Back, and we taught women's safety and self-defense seminars at high schools and colleges across the world. And I had founded this when I was 22 because one of my best friends was murdered at college. And so 
for much of that business, I was wanting to teach women to fight, but I also was trying to carry on her legacy too, mm-hmm. and some unresolved grief and things. And I, I started to feel re- really inauthentic about it, probably about year 10, and just started to feel like, oh my gosh, this is like my whole identity. I'm now known as this women's safety and self-defense expert. This is my thing. I'm known as that. I'm known as a wife. I'm known as a mom. I had one child at the time. And it was like my whole identity was this thing. But everything in my world started feeling like it was a fraud. My marriage felt like a fraud. My work, I was just not nearly as passionate about it anymore. I felt like I had healed. Right. So it wasn't that the program wasn't amazing. Our business was doing better than ever. And and I was in this horrible place. And so, and that prolonged for a long time. So my most inauthentic time, I would say was probably for like two years straight. And at that time I also developed an anxiety disorder. And I feel like sometimes we feel anxiety when we're out of alignment. And the, so the moment that kind of we transferred from the inauthentic to the authentic was the moment that my daughter was born, which Mm. was my second child. And I ended up um, having her on my murdered friend's birthday. Wow. June 21st, the summer solstice. Holy shit. The day with the most light. And I remember just thinking, this is a sign from Shannon, my friend who died. This is a sign from whatever, you know, universe, whatever you believe in, releasing me, mm-hmm. saying. You don't have to do that. Anymore. You don't have to carry this anymore. Yeah. And furthermore, you don't have to carry the relationship anymore that isn't right. And so. It's, a, it's an awkward situation to be in a hospital room and realize you're going to let go of your company and leave your marriage and be holding a <laughs> like one I hour old baby. So much. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love you so much. But I, like, it was in that same eyes. hospital bed that I, I realized that it was almost like I'd walked through a gate, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm going to live an authentic life. And my daughter is going to know how to live an authentic life. And I'm going to give her that permission. And, uh, so it's it's so easy to do things for for others, right? Or if you're a parent, maybe you can relate to the kid thing because you see so much of yourself in them. And I just kept thinking, I don't want my daughter to ever feel like she's trapped in something. And for me, that freedom, freedom is a huge part of my operating system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of my dig. I need to have that freedom to be who I am now. And so there you have it, all in one. So then what did you do? Now I'm like in this. So then I got divorced and sold my company. How did you sort of make that jump from selling the company to now like coaching some of the most successful TED Talk speakers there are and like have this epic Avosa Live Academy? Like how did, I mean, how did you even think like I need to dig people? Yeah, well, and I would, something I would offer your listeners is, is the moment we make the choice to be authentic, all of a sudden stuff starts falling into place. And within three months of Phoebe's birth, my daughter, I had started coaching for TEDx Boulder. Holy shit. I met Ash Beckham that way. I met Erica Napolitano that way. Some of these viral speakers and all of them I was doing the dig on, even though I didn't know it was the dig. And so, and then I started taking the dig out of the process because some other people just wanted to get the speech done and then they were failing. And I realized, oh, these are connected. This is a thing. And so- so it was just like kind of word of mouth and it's still to this day is word of mouth. 
I don't do a ton of marketing. <laughs> I'm funny. aware. Yeah, you, much to your dismay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you've made it really, really far. Like this thing is incredibly successful. Everyone knows who you are, which for me is like the dream sort of position to be in because you've got all this organic mm-hmm. traffic or I mean, pe- there I have are people. Like a thousand followers. Like, no, I, I have everyone no one knows who you are is the thing. And word of mouth is so important. Like I told Leticia, who's going to be on the podcast next week, 109 world as soon as she found out it was your event was like I'm there how many tickets can I have like it's people just like oh Aaron Weed's involved done (laughs) so how do we I see this profound effect that you're having on people and I'm looking at this like all right we gotta go also so for two reasons one I think that you could make better leaders better better speakers like better all of these people that are having impact on other people Mm -hmm. those are the people that you're impacting so like just the the impact that your words and your dig and that your process has on these leaders that then they go out and they have an impact. It's like why I do what I do. But also I look at from a marketing standpoint, like we could scale this thing. Like, Mm -hmm. so having all of those things, I just look at it. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's where we need to go. But you know, yesterday alone, I feel like we probably filled up the next one. So what other offerings, if any, that's just sort of what I'm looking at. And maybe it's not, maybe it's the dig and it's Evoso and that's it. And there's a wait list and there should be. Yeah. And I I think the big thing, what people really want is they want connection. They want to connect with their audiences. But the problem is that I was talking about three C's. There's three C's and connections. The third, first, you start with clarity. That's what the digs for. Clarity turns into confidence. The confidence turns into the connection. And you cannot, you cannot put those out of order. They just cascade upon each other. And so if we can just start at the clarity piece, people don't even realize how unstoppable they are if they could just get clear. I love that. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I just want to recap all the different ways in which you can find Erin. So she has a great website. Uh, Should we send them to erinweed.com or the dig? Uh, I have three. We have three sites. Erinweed.com, E-R-I-N-W-E-E-D. And then there's also thedig.com. And that's for anybody, by the way. It's not just for speakers. It's I mean, oh, I yeah. want your work. I it's want Clay just, to do it. It's like, it's yeah. really just shifted my just entire perspective and purpose and like being. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that lightly. I've had a lot of coaches. I've had a lot of calls of people saying they're going to do something for me. And in 30 minutes, I had my word Dharma. <laughs> now my talk is called Marketing Your Dharma. And it's like taken on a whole life of its own. So it's pretty profound. So that's the dig, which I recommend for everyone to do, especially if you're thinking about doing a vote. So, I mean, you've got to do the dig. Yeah, it's kind of linked. And Evoso yeah. is just E-V-O-S-O.com. And that's, it stands for Evolution Society. That's really how I made up that word. I also like short domain names. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, I think there's there is a certain population of people on the planet right now who want to move people forward. And I, and I stay away from the change the world talk. You know, there's all this like, I used to use the tagline, speak your truth, change the world. And I'm just, now I'm like, no, that's not actually your responsibility. What you can do, though, is show up authentically on a stage and move people. And that pushes the world forward of the population. So evolved society feels more in alignment with what I'm trying to do. But we have to start with ourselves first. I love that so much. I love it so much. So that's how you find Erin. She's pretty epic. Also, if you get on her email list, she like drops like epic value. So you are doing marketing. Sometimes. I mean, your emails are my favorite emails to get. Really? They're so good. 
like truly. I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you are. That's the thing about, and I'm not going to go into my whole talk, but what I say is like when you are truly authentic and you're mm-hmm. sharing your message and your story and your truth, your marketing becomes authentic. Mm-hmm. So you're like crossing all these boxes that are like really good marketing strategies without even realizing that you're doing it and yeah. you're doing it in an authentic way, which works. So please keep doing what you're doing. I shall. I love it. So why would I stop, right? I'm just, mm. yeah, I'm so happy to find you. I'm so happy to know you. So look for Aaron in all of the ways um, and do the dig. <laughs> if you take any from the, anything from this, like do the fucking dig. Um, and as always, thank you for tuning in and keep growing.